Howdy and welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This week we talk with Stuart Lapp of the Woodlands Barbecue Festival. That event is in their second year coming up this weekend, October 8th. Sit down and have a listen about all the great things going on at this fest. Howdy and we're here today. Uh, we're at Corkscrew Barbecue and uh, I'm sitting here with Stuart Lapp. He's one of the founders of the Woodlands Barbecue Festival. Uh, second year this year coming up on um, October 8th, is that correct? That's correct. Right, on a Sunday out at uh, Woodlands Town Green Park. Um, this is the second year again for the festival and it goes to support the Pulmonary Hypertension Association. Um, Stuart, if you can tell us a little bit about pulmonary hypertension. Yeah, Brian, so um, pulmonary hypertension is a, is a lung disease. It's an incurable disease. And my law partner, Jack Stibbs, has a daughter, Emily, who uh, was diagnosed with, with pulmonary hypertension, or PH, when she was five years old. Um, they found out that she had PH, um, and uh, uh, Jack and his wife asked the doctors what the, you know, what the treatment was, what the cure was, and the response they got was, well, there is no cure, there is no treatment, and she has about a three-year life expectancy. Wow. So at age five, to get that news about your precious child was pretty stunning. Um, they did some research and, and found out that uh, there really wasn't any, any um, programs in place to raise money or for research or try and find a cure. And so uh, Jack started 20 years ago doing things to raise money to bring awareness to pH and to raise money for research and particularly pediatric pH. It's a disease that afflicts primarily women, primarily in their 30s, um, and it's a silent killer. Um, Jack started doing uh, golf tournaments and bake sales and whatever and started the Woodlands Crawfish Festival about 12 years ago. Um, I joined the firm, uh, the law firm, two years ago and um, decided that we should do something different. I'm not a crawfish guy, I'm a barbecue guy, and so we, uh, um, I know J.C. Reed from around, he lives out here in the Woodlands, and we just started talking and uh, brainstorming and came up with the, the, the festival. And so last year was the first year. I uh, had a great, uh, great successful inaugural event and we're just trying to make this one bigger and better. And the proceeds from the festival go directly to the Pulmonary Hypertension Association. That's, that's great, great um, foundation I think it sounds like anyway. Um, his daughter? Emily. Emily, Emily she's, Stibbs. She's, she's still hanging in there? She is. Well? She's uh, 25. She. Uh, I actually was going to try and get out here tonight, but she's got a job in Houston and couldn't make it out in, in time to visit. But she'll be at the festival, um, and, and she likes to go around and thank everybody that, that comes out, all the pitmasters and everybody that comes out to support the cause. That's great. Very good cause. Um, <clears throat> barbecue itself, we'll get into in just a moment. We'll give a little bit more talk about the, the festival that's coming up. Um, as we mentioned, October 8th starts at 1 p.m. Town Green Park, which is right behind the, the pavilion there. Um, all grassy, which is very nice, yes. um, as we've had some of these events in, in parking lots. Um, it definitely was a change of pace last year. Um, very nice location to have this. Um, there is live music. Both um, Jason Allen and Jesse Robb Jr., kind of Texas country-style music, are going to be there entertaining. Yep. Um, barbecue joints. There's 16 different barbecue joints, and you can go to the website, which is woodlandsbarbecuefestival.com. Yeah, the Woodlands Barbecue Festival. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the Woodlands, the WoodlandsBBQ.com. Okay, there you go. I apologize. The WoodlandsBBQ.com is the website. And tickets are available for that. Um, get in there. I know uh, you guys ran some specials. The other thing is go this year and then watch for other events because 
You guys ran some amazing specials earlier this year. I picked yeah. up a ticket for half price at the Houston Barbecue Festival yep. earlier this year. Yep. Um, so definitely go this year, but also keep an eye open for year number three. Um, tickets are very reasonably priced, uh, $50 for general admission and 100 for VIP. Right, and you can, if you look online, you can find discount coupons, so you can still get a discount if, you, if you're looking for tickets. Excellent. Um, um, and, uh, other, go ahead. I'm sorry, what, the, the um, kids 12 and under are free. Um, you just have to, you get four kids tickets with, with each adult ticket purchased. And so uh, we decided that we wanted to do some special things for the kiddos this year and have, you know, have this be a family event, which is a little bit different than some of the other barbecue festivals. You, know, you mentioned that it's at Town Green Park. It's a great location. There's grass. There's the waterway right behind it. There's, you know, it's all enclosed. There's a safe place for, you know, kids to run around. We're going to have a, a, a kid's area with games and, and crafts and, and things for kids to do. So really a good family uh, event. Great bargain. Excellent. And yeah, you know, to repeat that, really make sure people heard that each ticket gets up to four children, 12 and under in at no charge. Correct. That's, that's an amazing deal. Um, so really, and, really I, good and I do want to say one thing because when you go to the website to buy tickets, it shows that the kids tickets are $15 a piece. But when you go to check out, it, it takes that $15 off and it's a zero, zero price for checkout. I've had a couple people say, hey, wait a minute. But kids were free, they but it says fifteen dollars. So they didn't so when the next you, yeah, when you put when you push purchase, it it adjusts the price for free. Gotcha. Um, so Stuart, let's talk a little bit about barbecue itself and and why barbecue. You mentioned that um, you know crawfish wasn't necessarily your favorite thing to eat. Um, I I I'm originally from Austin. I I don't get boiled crawfish. I you know people will probably crucify me in Houston for saying that. I like them fried. I like them in gumbo, but. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a raw, boiled crawfish kind of guy. Um, where did your love for barbecue start? What was your first, I, always, I like to ask this question, what was that first really memorable barbecue experience that you had? Um, probably in the backyard of my house um, when I was able to, by pure accident, cook a brisket that was relatively <laughs> edible. And uh, it was on an old New Braunfels smoker that I literally got from the trash. And um, I, as I said, purely by accident, cooked one that was fairly edible and then just fell off the table and couldn't cook anything worth a crap. <laughs> and how long ago was that? Oh, probably 10, 12 years ago. Okay. So before really the internet was, was the resource yeah. that it is today, um, do you remember cooking that brisket, anything that, that worked well? I mean, what? Do you remember why it was a good brisket at all? I have no clue. <laughs> None whatsoever. It just, I mean, just pure happenstance. You know, and it's like I, I, I have since likened uh, cooking brisket to playing golf. Anybody can go out on the golf course and hit a good shot or put together a few shots on a hole and think, I've got this licked. You know, you cook a good brisket and think, I've got this licked, and the next time you can't eat it. And there's so many variables and, and consistency, and that, that does lead into some of the better barbecue joints that are around, and that's... The, the secret is that they're consistent, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what about eating barbecue around? What was your, um, what's your favorite? Do you have an experience that really kind of set things off? Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, like most people that grew up in, in, in Texas, um, you know, there are barbecue places around. I mean, I used to like to go to Luther's before, before they got bought out. Um, and, you know, we'd eat barbecue from time to time. When I figured out that I could make barbecue better than the barbecue that I could eat, I started trying to make more barbecue. 
and it wasn't until I went to um, um, the, I don't remember if I went to the barbecue festival in Austin first or if I went to, to I went up to A&M to barbecue camp and mm-hmm. went back to, to Camp Brisket. And, and that's really when I, um, you know, tried to start taking it seriously. But the, but the aha moment for me was when I ate uh, Aaron Franklin's brisket. That was the one I went, oh, my gosh. And was it at his restaurant or at a no, festival? No, it, it, it was at the festival in Austin. Um, actually, yeah, I, my wife and I went up there, and, and the line was, you know, down the hill, and, and uh, she was ready to go. And I said, I'm, you know, I'm not going to leave until I get Franklin's barbecue. I'm here. I'm going to wait and get it. And um, so I was standing in line, and, and she disappeared and said, you know, call me when you're done. And after a little while, after 10 or 15 minutes, she came walking down the hill with a tray of barbecue and said, here, can we go? And I said, what is this? She said, well, that's Franklin's barbecue. And I kind of half didn't believe her. I thought she was kind of to trick me, but I, I put a bite of it in my mouth and I went, oh my gosh, that's just incredible. And she had gone up to the front of the line and struck up a conversation with Aaron and he <laughs> gave her a tray and, you know, the rest is history. So. And, and do you remember what about, I mean, I can probably throw out three or four things that were probably what you were thinking. But what about that barbecue bite that made it special? It was so different than everybody else. It was tender. It was moist. It was flavorful. It was the, the depth of flavor. Um, you know, it wasn't chewy like like lean brisket can sometimes be. Right. Um, and, and also the, the bite of turkey that went with the bite of brisket was stunning it was the best bite of turkey i'd ever had and i thought you know if somebody if somebody can with with fire and smoke and meat come up with this there's some magic in there very very simple ingredients very you know very down to earth cooking which is franklin's a good example it's kind of the meat market style barbecue from lockhart the sides aren't that important the desserts aren't that important it's all about the meat and it's it's a very simple process, but it takes skill. It takes skill to be going back to consistency, which he's he's renowned for. Is understanding the difference in how wet the wood is that day, how seasoned it is, the moisture in the air, the wind, uh, the wind velocity. All of those things make such a difference as well. Um, if you um, beyond Franklin, so what? Where was your journey through barbecue after Franklin? Well, so I live in the Woodlands area. I live in Magnolia. And um, Corkscrew Barbecue, when they were in the trailer mm-hmm. on Booty Road, was another place that I went. Um, and, um, you know, I realized that, that Will and Nicole were doing something pretty special over there. Um, How did you find out about, about them? Was it word of mouth? Or? Uh, it was actually after the first Texas Monthly came out. I mean, they're, you know, I lived in this area for a long time and worked near there but you know you're driving down the street and there's a barbecue trailer there's, I was there, there's a know. lot of barbecue joints in this yeah. area too and yeah. there's only one that made the list yeah this close so yeah. i you know i stopped and, and struck up a conversation with will and nicole and and you know i went to see him at the houston barbecue festival but uh um i used to complain it took me i think four or five visits before i, I ever got there in time to have pork ribs <laughs> um but but what one of the things that i have observed about the barbecue particularly and I'll use I'll use Will and Nicole Buckman as an example 
over the years he's gotten better and he's he continues to get better and and his consistency is one of the things that I think sets him apart from other people you can Absolutely. come here any day of the week any time of the day and the food is consistent we, we think in, in me and a few friends of the community since he moved to the Oilers you know when he was originally starting out he had an offset pit right as he moved to the oiler it helped the consistency a lot um, it doesn't it's not the pit isn't the secret it's how you run the pit and it's when you pull the meat off and how you're how you're you have to be fanatical about it and you have to have that pride and he does and that's what that's what's really happened and it's been that's the thing we've noticed moving into the new building it's I always know what I'm going to get. It's always the same, and it's it's always phenomenal barbecue. Um, the ribs here have gotten larger when they've changed. They've gone and changed some of their sources. They're they're like dino pork ribs. They're yeah. huge pork ribs now. Yeah. Um, some of my favorites in the business as well. Well, but the thing, the, the kind of the evolution of of craft barbecue. I say craft barbecue. That's offensive, I guess. But the good barbecue. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that that. So many of the barbecue places have have gotten better as the quality has gotten better, um, and they continue to do so. And there's, you know, Corkscrew's not the only good place for barbecue. Um, it's an excellent place for barbecue, and it's a mile and a half from my office, so I come here frequently. But um, you know, the, all of the barbecue joints that are going to be at our at our festival are top-notch places. They just are. And, and, you know, no one's going to go away hungry and no one's going to go away disappointed. And I think the, the, one of the reasons why we kind of settled on the festival idea is it's a great opportunity for people who don't have time to go stand in line for lunch or go stand in line on the weekend or won't make the time and don't realize that part of the experience is the line experience. But it's an opportunity for them to, to try that barbecue. And then that gives them a reason to want to then go. They understand then, I'm going to go stand in line for that guy's barbecue because right. it's worth it to me. And it, it lets you get, I mean, with 16 different joints at your festival, it's going to let them get a, a wide enough variety. You can't go hit all 16 in one day. I've tried it. <laughs> you, can, you can only hit about, uh, unless you're insane, really you can only hit about five or six. But um, in the Houston area, maybe a few more if you really try. But you just can't hit the variety. You've also got a wide variety, you know, Southern Q as an example, with their flavors that they bring. Um, Southside Market, which is not Houston, but they're famous for their sausage, and yeah. they'll obviously be bringing their sausage as well. Um, you know, some of the, the uh, newer comers, like Victorians, um, just came on the scene a few months ago, I think. Right. I just saw him come on the scene. Um, Wade Elkins at My Yard Reaction is another new newcomer that's just come around. Um, big names, though, as well. Killens and Corkscrew, mm -hmm. um, you know, both of those. Um, Tejas, Pinkertons, Ragels, um, all of those made the Texas Monthly Top 50 list. So you've got some big hitters. You've got some more well-known, long-standing places like Good Company. Um, the new ones that we just mentioned, um, places like Blood Brothers, which not everybody is familiar with Blood Brothers, but I think they're kind of the worst-kept worst secret in Houston barbecue, yeah. maybe. Um, but they're bringing a lot of different influences into their barbecue. So you get to, it, it's not going to be 16 places that are all serving the same piece of brisket. So you mentioned Franklin and, and what he's done with brisket. Not only has he perfected, but he opened up the scene for so many other places. Right. Um, it's not like Corkscrew wouldn't have been here if Franklin wasn't here. But when you look at the places that opened after Franklin became famous, 
it's, it's amazing how many have, have come on the scene since and the quality of the barbecue that they bring to the table. Um, you've got all these different varieties, which is a great thing to come and see all day long. Um, there's no rush. You know, that's the nice thing about these festivals. Um, you've got plenty of time. The, the VIP gets you an, an, hour, an hour earlier, so you get, there's free drinks. I think you get a, a grab bag and a t-shirt as well with the VIP. Right, and, and, and two drink coupons for, you know, beer, soft drink, whatever, whatever you want. And you get so, in, you get in an hour early. An hour so early. Get ease of access to everybody else. Um, and one of the things too that that uh, some people don't know, uh, kind of the trick of the trade of the barbecue festival is, a lot of the a lot of the pitmasters will do something special for the VIPs that they're not going to do for the general admission ticket. So you may get a, you know, some exotic. I mean, I know for example, Southside Market does a. a a sausage uh, slammer. Slammer. Yeah, oh my gosh, those slammers are so good. <laughs> yeah. And those those are um, it's it's pan sausage that's wrapped around a jalapeno that is stuffed with cream cheese, I believe, and then it's wrapped in bacon. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I have it memorized without needing to go look that up. Um, we buy them occasionally when we drive through as well because you can buy them in their store. Um, but that's a that's a great item, and some places will tend to do um, you know I don't want to say because I don't know if they will, but a lot of times you'll see beef ribs out of the VIP hour. So it's not some people look at the price and they go, oh well, I can still get everything, and you really can't because you get some unique bites that you'll get only in the VIP hour. Well, and one of the things, and you know, you've been to festivals. People I've heard people grumble. Well, you're only going to get you know four ounces or six ounces, and that's not enough to fill you up. I defy anybody <laughs> to come to the barbecue festival and leave hungry. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. It is. It is so much food. You get. You can go back in line as many times as you yeah. want. Um, usually, there's a lot of good swag as well, depending on the festival. Um, you know, it can range everything from stickers to koozies, and some of these are for sale. Sometimes they'll sell T-shirts, but sometimes you get some nice swag too by going yeah. to the festival that people may not be thinking about. Um, I usually stock up on koozies and stickers when I come. <laughs> Um, so you do get some good stuff there. You'll be serving, um, uh, alcohol will be available for sale, right. adult beer, beverages. Beer and wine. And uh, sodas as well and water. Yep. Um, I know that you, will, you do have some vendors as well. I had the shaved ice last year. It was so hot. Um, I did stop in and have the shaved ice, which was really good. And Thrilla and Vanilla, do you know, can you tell me what that place yeah, is? Yeah, ice cream. Ice they're cream, neat okay. little, they're a, they're a, you know, ice cream food truck. Um, they're a top rated uh, dessert vendor. And I'll say that the, the, the Tiki's Shaved Ice and the Thrill and Vanilla is not included in the price of the ticket. It's a, it's a, a transaction with that vendor, and that vendor's giving a portion of the proceeds back to PHA oh, uh, for, the, for the festival. So, I mean, sometimes you've got to have a bite of something sweet. After. <laughs> yeah, I, we had to last time. Uh, we, we, before, and I won't even use the R word, uh, before that stuff started coming out of the sky, it was still a little moist and still a little hot, so um, we had some of that, and it really did cool us off. Um, one other thing I think that's good to note is, is there's free parking for this event as well. There is free parking. Um, lots of free parking, yep. not just a little bit. Yep. Um, you may need to walk, but it is on the website as well where the parking is. Correct. Um, that's a great, great benefit. So when you're looking at that price, you're looking at, um, except for your adult beverages and any desserts, that's, that's all inclusive. So that's another good thing about it. One other thing I'll mention in, of other things to do, um, Pits and Spits has donated a, um, a, a pellet grill. Uh, for a raffle, and Olathe Boots is, is donating a pair of boots for a raffle, and for a $5 raffle ticket, you can win a Pits and Spits pellet grill or a pair of boots from Olathe, and um, you know, those raffle proceeds go, all the proceeds of the raffle go to 
to PHA. And so, excellent. And then no knocking the pellet grills. I don't know if uh, are you familiar with with how those grills work or the yes. value. I mean, there's it, to me, it's kind of the best of both worlds. You get a consistent cook. It's all wood, and you can actually get some sleep. So, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> really, really neat pits to uh, to play around. I haven't cooked on one myself, but I've eaten even from a commercial. Um, commercial size uh, pellet grill, and they're they're um, you know they're they're very interesting devices. I think that um, I've always kind of wondered if you could take an oiler and make it a, a giant pellet grill. You know, with pellets maybe the size of your fist, right? Um, but definitely, it's a neat idea because you get to go get some sleep, yeah. let the brisket cook overnight, um, or whatever it is, anything. Um, so great and great of them too as well. I think uh, Pits and Spits gave one away last year. They too. did. They yeah. um, and we actually we we just gave it away without without uh, selling raffle tickets. We just gave it away and 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 we had a lot of people say, you know what, I would have paid to buy a raffle ticket, and if the money's going to go to charity anyway. So we thought, you know, we're, we're missing an opportunity there. Sure. So um, Pits and Spits was generous enough to offer the the grill again. That's outstanding. Um, well, anything else you want to say about the festival here? I know we, it's coming up very soon. Uh, by the time we post this, it'll be uh, less than a week away before the festival. Yeah, well, I, what I can say is it's going, to be, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Uh, the Texans don't play until 7 o'clock that night. They play the Chiefs, so you can come out and tailgate at the barbecue festival and go to the game or watch the game that night, not miss a bit of the Texans game. Um, you know, it's a great location. Um, the park is a great place to come and spend the afternoon with the family and um, support a good cause and eat some of the best barbecue you've ever eaten in your life. Outstanding. We're hoping the weather um, will actually, we got two weeks, so we might might get a cool front. You never know. Uh, might even be an even better day, but um, it's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun last year. Um, you know, love to see people come out and support the event, pulmonary hypertension, the event itself, support Houston barbecue, and uh, we'll see you guys there. Brian, thanks very much. Thank you.